0: Actually, at a a softball game, and I apologize because I I know I said I was gonna try to um, give y'all a heads up to know that I was live. And um, uh, my cousin is having her senior softball game tonight. Hey, Kendall, hey, sweet girl. Uh, my cousin is having a softball game tonight, and it's her senior year. And so. Um, Really wanted to come out and support her, so I stepped away just for a little bit um, to be able to to join each and every one of you. Um, so I'm really not uh, I'm really not going to try to be very long. Um, I'm gonna probably just go ahead and get started, and then anybody who wants to jump on later can um, listen to this later. So, hey Sarah, um, I'm just gonna pray really quick over us this evening, and we're gonna jump right into it. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day. Father, I thank you for your presence and I thank you for this fight time group that we're able to come and just listen to uh, wisdom each and every, um, each and every pretty much day of the week, every weekday. Um, Lord, I just ask that whoever this is for. If this is just for one person, I'm absolutely okay with that. Lord, whoever this is for, Lord, I just ask that they would find this place, that they would find this message, and that, Lord, you would speak to them. Lord, I'm not anybody. I'm not anybody, and I mess up, and and I just want to be a vessel for you. So, Lord, use my mouth. Speak through me. I give myself over to you right now, and I say, Lord, have your way in this time with you this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So, um, this week I have been reading in the book of Genesis. And this is actually probably one of my favorite, um, books in the Bible, specifically the, the story of creation. There is honestly just so much that is revealed about God's character in those first three chapters. It's so much more than just, um, oh, God created this, this day, and he created that, that day, and, you know, God created man and woman and then they sinned and, and now we're here. So there's so much more to be revealed about God's character and, and how He created us and the kind of relationship that He wants to have with us. So, um, I'm gonna kind of give you a little bit of a background story. I know this is probably a story that most people know. Kind of bear bear with me through this beginning part um, because I promise it's all going to tie in together and it's all going to make sense, okay? Oh, Kendall, I'm glad that you love Genesis too. This is, it is a very, very special book, very special book. So I'm going to kind of just summarize a little bit. We're going to be in chapter two. This is verse seven, okay? So this is when God is very first creating man and he's creating Adam, okay? So this is chapter 2, verse 7. If anybody wants to follow along, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna kind of paraphrase a little bit. It says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Then it goes on to say that he begins to put Adam in the Garden of Eden um, to work, to work it and to take care of it. It says and then we're skipping down to uh, verse 16 and it says the Lord God commanded the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for when you eat of it you will certainly die I'm gonna put a pin in that verse because we're gonna come back to that verse so I want you to hear this part he's telling Adam when he eats from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil he will certainly die OK, so after all of this happens, um, it starts saying that um, God said it's not good for man to be alone. So I'm going to make him a helper. And so he begins to be bringing all of these animals to Adam and Adam begins to start naming each and every single, single one of these animals. But then it says that no suitable helper was found. OK, so that is when God begins to create Eve. So God recognized that um Adam needed somebody to have community with. Adam needed somebody to have a relationship with that was going to um, not only resemble his relationship with God, but that was going to magnify and, and draw him closer to God. He needed somebody who would complete him, who would um, who he would be able to have a pure relationship with. Okay. So it says no suitable helper was found. So then what happened is God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. Okay, while Adam is sleeping, he begins to take the rib from Adam and he creates Eve out of Adam's rib. And then it says, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. And this is why a man leaves his father and his mother and he's united to his wife and they become one flesh. Okay, beginning of chapter three. Chapter three is all about the fall of man. So kind of now um, you have Eve and she's sitting here and she's having a conversation with Satan, who is a serpent at this time. OK, and he begins to just kind of question her and manipulate her and deceive her. And he's like, you know, um, he was like, did God really say that, you know, you, you can't eat from any tree in the garden? And And she was like, no, well, he said that we could eat from this tree, but we also can't touch it or we're going to die. And we kind of all know the ending to this story. She begins to eat from um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then she gives fruit to her husband to eat. So now they are in rebellion against God. Okay, and it says after that they ate the fruit. This is in chapter three, verse seven. It says, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden of the cool of day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So that's what we tend to do. Whenever we sin, we begin to feel this guilt. We begin to feel this shame. And what's the first thing that we begin to do? We hide. We conceal things. we feel like if, if it's hidden, then nobody else will know about it, then we'll be okay. Um, so that's exactly what they did. They realized their eyes were open to the sin and and to the sin that they had committed and the rebellion that they had committed against God. And so they begin to hide, okay? And I promise I'm getting there. Just bear with me. Okay. So God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent... Because you have done this, so he's talking to Satan right now. Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, which means hostility. So he's saying, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. I want to stop right there. After this, it begins to talk about the curses that he put on the woman and the man as well. But I want to stop here. I want to go back for just a second. Okay. We're going to go back to chapter 2, and it was verse 17. God said, But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So listen to this. God knew. God didn't say, If you eat from this tree, you will certainly die. He hasn't even created Eve yet. All he has is Adam, okay? And he's not saying, if you eat from this tree, you're going to die. He says, when. When you eat from this tree, you are going to die. So what that tells me is God is all knowing. God knows everything. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew exactly the sin that Adam and Eve were going to enter into. He knew everything that was going to happen before it took place. Yet... He still created Adam and Eve, okay? We're going to go back to where he's cursing Satan, okay? He says, I will put enmity, I will put hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head. You will strike his heel. So what this is, this is chapter 3, verse 17 in Genesis. And what this is saying, this is called, I don't even know if I can say the actual word. It's prodevangelium. And basically what that means, it is the first gospel, okay? This is the first time that God gives a plan for redemption. So when he says, I'm going to put hostility between um, your offspring, talking about Satan's offspring, and the woman's offspring, he's talking about, I'm going to put hostility between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan, and they're going to be at war with each other. And then he says that, that then he begins to foreshadow the redemption that's going to come through Jesus because he says that the snake will only bruise Jesus' heel. This is going to be the crucifixion. We think everything is over. We think that the devil has won. But then it says that Jesus will crush his head. He will crush the serpent's head. So ultimately, God is going to get the victory. Okay, I know that was a lot. Here's what I want you to know. While Adam and Eve were literally in the midst of their sin, while they were literally actively rebelling against God, God already had a plan for their redemption. In fact, because God is absolutely all knowing, he had a plan for their redemption, not only before they sinned, but before they were created. So we weren't created with flaw because everything that God creates is good but we were created despite the flaw and despite the future faults that God knew that we were going to have. He didn't, um, he created you knowing that he was going to be the one who was going to have to save you. He created you knowing he was literally going to have to robe himself in flesh, suffer a horrible, absolutely terrible death just to save you. He knew Every single action that you were ever going to commit. He knew every single thought that was going to enter your head. He knew every single sin that you were going to have. He knew every single fault that you were going to have. Yet he still created you. He didn't create us because he needed us. He didn't create us because he had to have us. He created us because he wanted us. And we know that God is all sufficient, which basically means he doesn't need anything to sustain him. He doesn't need anything to to fulfill him. He doesn't need anything to depend on. God is independent. He is all sufficient. He fulfills himself. But what we tend to think is, well, I know that God created me because he wants to have a relationship with me. But God didn't create us because he needed us. God created us because he chose us, because he wanted us that bad. He knew everything you were gonna do. He knew every sin you were gonna make, yet he still created you. He knew he knew exactly what was gonna happen in this story. He knew he was gonna have to die, yet he still created you. That is how much he loves you. Let me see. Let me go back to my. I do have my notes here. It's on a little spiral so we were created with the end result in mind okay so basically what that means is God's not looking at me and like I can't believe Kelsey did this again you know I, I, I just can't believe she messed up again I just can't believe I've literally forgiven her for this same thing over and over and over and over and here we are again and she's still doing it and she's still sinning and she's still messing up and she still has faults and what's the point He created me knowing the end of my story. He created you knowing the end of your story and everything in between. And that's the kind of love that we absolutely cannot understand. That's That goes past all understanding, we can't even fathom it. Because the way that we love, we love with conditions, and we love with rules, and we love with exceptions, and we love with regulations, but God doesn't. He has endless mercy. He has endless grace. He has endless forgiveness. It's like if I have, let me just use this example. If I have a husband, he's always beating me down. He's always tearing me apart. Um, He's cheating on me. He's constantly, constantly neglecting me. He's abusing me mentally and physically. Most people would expect me to leave, right? Who would want Who would want to, to be in a relationship like that? But we do this to God every day. We neglect him by not giving him time, by not fitting him into our schedules. We abuse him because we only really want him when we want him. And we only really want him on our terms. And we only really want him if he's going to bless us or if we have some kind of selfish motive in mind, if we need him to deliver us, if we need him to save us. And we cheat on him. We cheat on him when we put other things in his place, when we put other things in our life that come first, when his place is the only place that deserves first place. So what I'm I'm getting at today, this isn't anything that's new. This is probably not some new information that you knew. I probably didn't teach you anything really new today, but sometimes we just need a reminder. You know, maybe somebody that's going to watch this video, maybe you feel like you're too far gone. Maybe you feel like, you know, you've messed up too many times. Maybe you feel like you're unworthy of love. Maybe you feel like, you know, you're at a crossroad road and why live for God if I just know that I'm going to mess up again? But this is what I want you to remember you were created with God already knowing the end to your story. You were created with God already knowing everything about you, and you're not speaking to a God who's far off. You're not speaking to a God who doesn't care about you, who doesn't understand you, who doesn't want to have a personal relationship with you. You're create you are speaking to a God who already had your rescue plan in motion before before you ever even encountered danger. That's exactly what he did with Adam and Eve. While he was literally, you know, just like a parent um, disciplines their child, while he was literally disciplining Adam and Eve while he was telling them about the curses that they were gonna have to experience and the things that they were gonna have to go through, he was literally also telling them about the redemption plan that he had for them. God, he knows you. He knows you inside out and he wants to have a relationship with you. He's the God who has the plan for your freedom before you ever even encounter bondage. But actually when I read this verse to you really quick, I'm close, I'm almost done. This is Romans chapter five verses six through eight. okay. It says, you see, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will a person die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's take that a step further. While we were still sinners, God chose to die for us. Let's let's think of it this way. Before we were even created, God knew that we were going to be sinners. God knew the plans that we were going to make, but he still created us. So that means you have a purpose for your life. That means you have a God who is planning to rescue you right now, when you're going through the trial right now, when you're, when your life seems really chaotic and you don't really know what to do. God has your rescue plan already in motion. He's working behind the scenes and you don't even realize it. He wants a relationship with you. He wants communion and unity with you. So why don't we just challenge ourselves this week? Make time for him. Develop that relationship with him. And even if you're going through something and, and, and you don't really know what's going to happen, um, maybe it looks really bad right now, know that you can trust God. That he is not only your creator, but he is your rescuer. And he is, his rescue plan is in motion right now. All right, I love you very much. I hope that y'all got something out of this. I am fixing to go back to a softball game. So I love y'all very much and I will see y'all next time. Bye-bye.